what I want to talk about today is what it was like for me when I was heavy and what I see kind of happening in our world today, you know, and just from a personal experience and a personal standpoint. So uh, in any event, let's see. So over the last couple of days, there's been a discussion about uh, fat shaming. And uh, you may or may not have seen it. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you definitely saw it. But uh, if you're not, you may or may not have seen it. But that, has, that discussion has come up recently a couple of times. It came up a few months ago when uh, the trainer, Julian Michaels, suggested that we celebrate. Um, she was talking about Lizzo. And if you don't know who Lizzo is, she's a, a very uh, popular young singer. And Lizzo is very large. And Julian Michael's suggestion actually was that we celebrate Lizzo, Lizzo's music versus Lizzo's body. And um, uh, she came under fire for that. And she came under fire for that pretty, pretty heavily for her comments. And I listened to the comments. And, 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 and in my opinion, she kind of said, if you want to hear what they were, you can go back and I'm sure find them. But she basically said what I just shared with you is, is that we should be celebrating her music, not necessarily her body, because when you are large, have a large body, uh, there are a lot of associated health risks that go along with it. So what I wanted to start by reading was this. Uh, I, Blair Braverman is a sled dog uh, she's a sled dog mom. So she raised the sled dogs and she raced in the Iditarod and Blair had, um, uh, she had a bunch of, when she said this, she had a bunch of pictures of the sled dogs, which I wish I could share with you, but I can't. So I'm just going to start by sharing her words. And these are Blair Braverman. She wrote this last year, last July. She said, I grew up learning that all bodies are different. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. All bodies are different. I get it. And then I started caring for sled dogs. I feed and train and massage them. I teach them as puppies and ease them into retirement. We get to know each dog so well. And once we started doing this, do you know what became extremely obvious? Get this. All bodies are different. But I don't remember this, but I don't mean this in some flip way. I mean it in a bone-deep, beautiful, complicated way. All of the dogs' bodies are so different. Some of them eat thousands of calories a day and are still complete string beans. They eat literally three times as much food as everyone else. Some of them can eat a tablespoon of kibble, and the next day they need a bigger harness. They're what I call easy keepers. Their bodies naturally want to be bigger, which is good. Easy keepers make great sled dogs. Some of them can start training in September and are immediately ready for long runs. Some of them need to ease into training slowly. They need gentler workouts and more training sessions before they can keep up with the rest of the team. Some of them want to run 1,000 miles. Some of them feel their best during shorter, faster runs. And occasionally, some of them just aren't into running at all. Some of them have disabilities. Some of them that are born with bodies that make everything harder for them 
and they need extra care and understanding to really shine. The point is, their bodies are so different, but their differences aren't good or bad. They just are. We don't love Talise more or less because he's skinny or Colbert because he's a chonkster. That idea makes no sense. It's absurd. And like my and and my body is like that too. It has its own set points, it has its own levels, so do yours. The dog's bodies aren't up to them just like ours aren't up to us. There is no value judgment. They are what they are. And every single one is magnificent. I wish you could see that post because she she posts pictures of all of the dogs and and what has been interesting in following Blair is all of her dogs are different, right? I mean, yes, using sled dogs, they definitely have some similarities in how um, in how they look, and, and certainly, obviously, if they're on a team, in how they perform. Uh, but all her dogs' personalities and 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 as she said, all her dogs' bodies are very very different, and so are ours. Which brings me to the point of, of, of where I wanted to take this conversation is, is self-acceptance. Because the very first thing that I want to throw out there is this. No one can make you feel a certain way without your permission. I'm going to say that again because I, I think that's so important. No one can make you feel a certain way without your permission. Okay. You can't make me feel angry. You can't make me feel fat. You can't make me feel dumb. You can't make me feel in any way, shape, or form, any way without my permission. If I buy into that, I'm putting my emotional well-being on yours or on anyone in the world. I am responsible for my own emotions. And that's something that kept me fat for a long period of time. I used food to deal with my emotions. Did I have a body that was predisposed to being large? You you might be able to say that. I mean, certainly if you look at one side of my family, they were always morbidly obese. My grandmother would never weighed less than, I, I would guess, probably 275 pounds, if not more. Um, my grandfather on my father's side was always over 300 pounds. Um, my dad, just about the same. But then if you look at my mother's side of the family, she was small. They were, they were Italian. Genetically, they were very different. They were short. They were much shorter, you know, about a foot shorter. And, and they all weighed in that 120, 130-pound-ish area. Was I predisposed to that? Well, perhaps, in a way. My body is a bit larger. But for me, it was eating to bury my emotions, um, eating to, to deal with the way I felt instead of dealing with the way that I felt separately from food. And I'd love to sit here and tell you that I've conquered all of that. I haven't. I still haven't conquered that all today. I I work really hard on it. (laughs) I work really hard on it because I ask myself the question, the one simple question is, am I eating because I'm hungry or am I eating for some other reason? Because I find myself eating because of stress. I find myself eating 
because of frustration, perhaps anger. Um, I can find myself eating not just for negative emotions, but, hey, I'm hanging out with friends and I'm having a meal with friends. So I can find myself eating for a variety of reasons. But what I want to suggest is this, is and what has changed for me today from the time I was 250 pounds to now is food is fuel. Food is fuel. So that's kind of the first part of that. I have to own my emotions. No one can make me feel any way without my permission. The second thing that I wanted to get to is, is kind of like to talk about the fat shaming. Um, I, I don't think in any way, shape, shape or form, it's my job to share my opinion about anybody else. Okay. That's, I, I'm not saying that that's a, um, that that's okay. Cause I just, I, I just don't think it is. We all have opinions. Uh, and, and I do my best to try and keep those opinions uh, to myself in terms of how somebody may look or, 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 or uh, those types of things. But I also am completely opposed to normalizing that it's okay to be morbidly obese. It's not. Um, science and research has shown time and time again that the more overweight we are, the more risk we have for shorter lives and for all these health problems. Um, and my concern is in trying to be accepting of people as they are, which I believe fundamentally that we need to do, is that we normalize something that's completely unhealthy. Um, so that's kind of my message for, I, I, and like I said, I really didn't know where this was going. I, I, I can tell you this. When I was overweight, as much as I wanted to be an acceptance of my body, I could not be an acceptance of my body. Words and comments did hurt me because I wasn't in a place where I was okay with my body. I remember when my four-year-old nephew, he was four or five at the time, we were um, out somewhere. And, you know, just very innocently, I remember him saying to me, he says, how come Titi, that's what he called me, Titi, how come you're so fat? And those words stung. But you know what? It was true. I was bigger than everybody else. Now, am I okay? Hey, he's, he's four or five years old. He's just telling you the world as he saw it. His words couldn't hurt me if I was being emotionally responsible for myself. And if I was okay with being that weight, I, I, those words wouldn't have hurt me. I was not okay <laughs> with being that weight. I will tell you, for me personally, being heavy was difficult, even though I didn't want to admit it to myself. It is no fun to walk up a, a set of stairs and be huffing and puffing. It is no fun to sit in an airplane seat and to not have enough room uh, with the person next to you. One of the catalysts that started me losing weight was coming back from a work event, getting on the plane, sitting down to work, opening up my laptop, and having the person in front of me recline the seat 
And with just that little bit of reclining the seat, I could no longer see the screen to the laptop because I was so fat that the screen closed. There wasn't enough room there. That's no fun. Now, I realized that. I felt awful about it. But at the point in time, I wasn't ready to do anything about it. But I had to take control of not just my body. I had to take control of my emotions and how I felt in a variety of different ways, not just when it came to food, but when it came to other people. Um, and, and I had to own the fact that, you know, do sometimes, do sometimes I hear words and words still hurt? Absolutely. I am a human being. Um, but I also have to recognize and realize that I am not just responsible for my physical well-being. I and I alone am responsible for my emotional well-being as well. I have a saying that I absolutely love. It comes from a book that I just adore. It's called, You Can't Make Me Angry. And I'd like to finish this by saying is, you can't make me whatever. That is a choice that I make, just like a choice that I make around food. So I don't know that any of that um, made sense. Uh, I, I hope that you pulled something uh, out of there uh, to to help you along your journey in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but that's what I had to talk about today. So I, I, I just want to finish this up by saying if you uh, flip on over at the top of the hour, uh, 